Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye to Rose and the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Be honest, you're just glad it's not Cher. <laughs> you're just glad it's not Cher. 811 here on News Radio 923. It's the day after Groundhog Day. That's right. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Joining us uh, as he does every Friday at this time, Julio Diaz. He is the host of Let's Go Pensacola, heard four o'clock on Saturdays, and also here on News Radio, and also of the Pensacola Movie Club Thursday nights. Typically they get together, watch a movie, and then talk about it. Julio, welcome back, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Before we get into the movies, I just have to mention, since we were just talking in, during the news break about WWE being in town this week, I would not be doing my job as part of Pentagon if I didn't mention if you would like to meet some of your favorite past and present WWE and AEW wrestling superstars. You could do so in just three weeks at the Pensacola Day Center at Pentagon. Like who? Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash, Dan Housen, uh, Anna Jay, uh, current AEW uh, women's uh, uh, champion Jamie Hayter, Jungle Boy, Leva Bates, Honky Tonk Man, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. We've got tons of wrestlers. Wow. All right. David Wayne is super excited all of a sudden. So outstanding. Well done. Uh, that Yeah, I know. And Pensacon comes soon. In fact, you guys are going to rebrand the airport next week, uh, Pensacola Intergalactic Airport. That's always a fun event. I love that. Uh, let's talk about movies that came out, uh, Knock at the Cabin and... Yeah, so this is the latest M. Night Shyamalan movie, and I, I don't know about you, but for me, he's very hit or miss. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Great um, and terrible, but, right? Yeah, but uh, but this one is, I put in the hit column. Great. Uh, I, I actually think it's pretty good. Uh, it's it's not world-changing, but it is it is well done with some really good performances, especially Dave Bautista. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just really great in this film. And, uh, and uh, you know, good story that keeps you guessing. Uh, it's not a big... You know, everybody always makes a big deal about twists with Shyamalan, yep. and I guess, I guess the twist is that there isn't one. Uh, well, don't say but, that. Uh, that seems like a reveal. <laughs> well, no, because then you know, because people sit through the whole movie looking for a twist, and that's not you know, that's not necessarily. Yeah, you know, I think that's a reputation that you, was just kind of from his first couple of okay, movies. Okay, you spend so much time stopped. fixated on that 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 distracts you from just enjoying the movie. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I gotcha. All right, so pretty good. I'm, I'll look forward to that. I, I always love it when somebody else tests the Shyamalan movies and tells me they're good because I'll watch those. How about 80 for Brady, which is an interesting timing for that to come out, right? Yeah, you know, uh, it's like 80 for Brady is Brady is 86. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, uh, I, I got to say this is not for me. I'm not A, I'm not a football guy, but B, as much as I love the, the four ladies who – are starring in this film, and I mean, just an immense amount of talent, just the amount of Oscars and Oscar nominations when you uh, divide up between uh, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. That's it's a just, great cast, it, it really it's is. More, it's more than Brady's got Super Bowl ranks. So, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, it, yeah, it's getting decent reviews. I'm sure it's a lot of fun if it's your kind of thing. It's just not my kind of thing. I gotcha, which understandable. Uh, Amazing Maurice is another one we're getting. Yeah, this is a family film, an animated film about a, uh, a a cat and a group of rats who have kind of worked together to, to con people. You know, the, 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 the cat scares off the rats and, 
Yeah, and then he shares the spoils with the rats. I got gotcha. you. Uh, and then they're, they're found out. This is a British film, so all the voices are British. Hugh Laurie, Amelia Clark. So, you know, good cast. Getting okay reviews. All right, and we'll struggle to understand them throughout the movie. I appreciate the note. <laughs> um, and and then we've got a bunch of, um, uh, like, what you call a kind of specialty movies. Uh, you want to just run through those real quick? Yeah, just a, a lot of little niche stuff this year. Uh, the BTS concert film is, is coming for those who are uh, K-pop fans. Uh, I'm sure Candy is one of those. Uh, I already got my tickets. I was, I was, I was just waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Sword, Sword Art Online Progressive, which is uh, an anime uh, an anime film based on a popular anime series. Okay. Uh, getting okay reviews on that as well. Uh, for the faith-based audience, uh, we've talked about this series, The Chosen, before, that yeah. uh, when they have big episodes, do them theatrical releases. So they've got their season finale. That's getting a theatrical release this week. And uh, then, as, as we do very often, we get we have an Indian film opening up this week called Michael. Okay. Yeah, and we get it. I mean, for people who don't know, we have a thriving, um, you know, Bollywood Indian film at the W Street. You know, there's always something. You know, it's just kind of an interesting side note on uh, local movie culture if you weren't familiar with it. What are you guys going to watch next week, Julio? I'm not sure yet. I've got to take a look at uh, what's going to be coming out. But uh, as soon as we figure that out, we will have that up on the Pensacola Movie Club Facebook. And, uh, of course, we're just two weeks away from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which we're looking forward to as well. Nice. And uh I think we're going to be giving away some Pentacon tickets at some of the oh, local nice. premieres on that. So Outstanding. Uh, make sure you try to try to come out on that Thursday night for this. And, and by the way, just to be clear, I wouldn't have known about the thriving Indian movie subculture if I w- didn't talk to Julio every week. He's, that's one of the things he's taught me about. So uh, Julio Diaz, host of the Pensacola Movie Club on uh, Facebook, and follow them there. And also, let's go Pensacola, 4 o'clock tomorrow. As always, Julio, have a great weekend, man. I know you're in super busy season right now, but thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for the information. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. 816 News Radio 92 3 Candy has traffic. We're watching uh, this bad accident, I-10 eastbound near the Pine Forest exit. That's exit 7, and it does look like a roadblock, and it's backed up quite a ways. And all- uh, well, just quite a ways. I'll put it like that. And then Nine Mile and Pine Forest, that's the, the closest big intersection. Nine Mile is blocked, and I would say from about Pine Forest all the way back to the exit. So, uh, And it looks like it's down to maybe one lane, if not uh, just completely roadblocked. And certainly if you see something or you know different or any traffic tips, 437-1620, it's News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Kids across America are going to school hungry. Millions of kids every day. Hungry kids get sick more often and can struggle in school. It can be harder for them to focus and learn. But one simple thing can help change all of this for a hungry child in America. Good healthy food and the energy it brings. With help from caring people across America, No Kid Hungry is providing healthy meals and hope to hungry kids so they can build better futures. We want to ensure that all of our kids have healthy meals every day. Thank you. Thank you for helping feed our kids. To learn more about ending child hunger in America, go to helpnokidhungry.org today. Ladies, ready to make an impact on our community? Impact 100 Pensacola Bay Area has awarded over $15 million to deserving nonprofit organizations since 2004. All women at least 18 years old are welcome and invited to join. 
If you are interested in joining, please attend one of our upcoming Meet and Mingle events. For details, visit impact100pensacola.org. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who've transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, young Pink Floyd fans, who recently expressed hostility toward the band for releasing an image on the 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon with a white triangle, the number five, and a rainbow-filled zero. These blossoming homophobes objected to a classic band aligning itself with our beautiful rainbow symbol as if it can ever be a flaw to virtue signal allyship for people of the acronym. Now, obviously, there's something very concerning that even a single young person could have managed to elude our best efforts to indoctrinate him, her, they, or Zim. But of course, the real embarrassment is in thinking that Pink Floyd is new to the rainbow game. Although we don't like to admit it, Pink Floyd made the rainbow cool even before we did. However, looking back on that famous album cover art through the infinite wisdom of our current enlightenment, it is worth noting some of the flaws in the presentation. There's just no getting around the problematic relationship between the white light on the left side of the prism and the rainbow on the right side. Is this picture saying that whiteness is the real source of diversity? Is it saying that the rainbow depends upon whiteness for its existence? Is it holding whiteness up as the pure and perfect mixture of all the colors? The horrific sublimation of all colors into the single overlord Borg of whiteness is, well, not good. Need I go on? I will say, we do appreciate the depiction of a single white beam on one side and the beautiful rainbow on the other, pictorially representing them perhaps as adversaries or competing forces on the prismatic battlefield. And certainly, we appreciate the concept of fracturing whiteness into a divergence of rainbow colors in a world which no longer offers any safe space to the white light. But still, too much white and too much power for the white. Also, pay attention to the fact that this entire picture is only possible against the contrasting rich, deep blackness of the backdrop. But should blackness be treated as mere background for whiteness and rainbows, as if the role of blackness in the world is mere pretext or servitude? Gaia forbid! So be careful to whom you show this image and be certain that they are adept enough in the faith to properly contextualize its numerous inadequacies. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend! Second, Squaw Valley. The California region, which has finally been renamed by the Department of the Interior in a way that does not perpetuate linguistic violence against indigenous women. I suppose I'd need to explain to you the misogyny and indigenophobia embodied in this awful term. I'll just assume you've mastered Vignok's fourth homily on honoring the victims of Manifest Destiny. <laughs> Obviously. 
But despite the uh, the need to change Squaw Valley's name, the residents are now complaining that the new name is not what they wanted. They say they would have preferred Bear Valley or Dunlap Valley instead of the very appropriate Yokuts Valley. But look, the whole purpose of forcing the occupying whites to undo an offensive name isn't accomplished if the whites then get to pick the new name for themselves. In order for us to teach them their place in this brave new world, they must dislike the name. Oppressors don't get to decide their own penance. Only by forcing them to use a name they hate can they learn to empathize with the oppressed people whose stolen land they inhabit. Moreover, the stranger the name and the harder it is to pronounce, the better. The ideal name would be one that honors the indigenous people and also contorts the mouths of the white occupiers in a way that reminds them of their own complicity every time they say it. This is why, for example, even though so many indigenous terms and phrases must go, such as beat the drums, send up smoke signals, scalp the tickets, and make big heap wampum, at least one expression remains acceptable. Yes, you may still call a close friend Kimosabe. As long as you do it with a properly heavy native inflection, honoring the underlying culture by making your own language awkward through hypercorrective pronunciation. Anything that serves to make Caucasian Americans feel awkward and remind them they are outsiders and cultural oppressors for butchering an appropriated language is basically good. Thus, to all the Kimosabis of Yokuts Valley, we offer you this culturally respected peace pipe. Please, let us smoke it with you. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And finally, the U.S. State Department, for its courageous decision to advance the causes of justice and inclusion by abandoning its two-decade-long folly of using Times New Roman font and modernizing its typeface to Calibri. Now, although we, of course, applaud the State Department for this change, it's worth noting how late they are to the cause. Microsoft Word already made this exact switch in 2006. Their goal was to present a font which was easier for people with vision impairment to read, as well as for optical character recognition programs, both of which struggle with the serifs or decorative flair of Times New Roman. Although some will say the State Department has serif on their faces <laughs> for having to change font again so soon after having just changed to Times New Roman from the very antiquated teletype safes of Courier New in 2004, we actually see this as a positive thing. You see, even if the fonts were exactly the same in functionality, which they are not, we should always celebrate upending the status quo as continual revolution is the reminder the cultural elites need to challenge and reassess their own privilege constantly. The regular changing of everything we take for granted cultivates a healthy mindset of uncertainty, self-doubt, and low confidence, just the sort of haplessly demoralized demeanor we want for people in general. Staying with any one way of speaking or even printing for too long reinforces the paradigm of conservatism, which, of course, we abhor. Now, it is true, as some might say, that Times New Roman is more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. But at what cost? Can anyone really defend marginalizing the vision impaired in order to preserve a tiny dose of artistic flair for those with excellent eyesight? Who could even enjoy the prettier font knowing the pain it causes to others? No, this crass ableism is the reason they adopted Times New Roman in the first place, failing both to grasp the needs of the visually challenged as well as the burgeoning world of digital character conversion. No, my friends, no. Standard fonts, which are as boring as the least of us need them to be, are the correct norm. There's a new sans serif in town, and his name is Calibri. Hail the anti-bold typeface reformation. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And now, with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend.
Crowd is a little bit slow on that one. But <laughs> sometimes eight twenty six news radio. That's my fault. Yeah, eight twenty six on news radio ninety two three. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola morning news. Candy's got traffic on the fives. I do, and uh, looks like I ten eastbound uh, accident at the Pine Forest exit, and it's backed up quite a ways. And then another accident, the closest intersection, although it's not this intersection that's blocked, but is Pine Forest and Nine Mile. Nine Mile is blocked about from the Walgreens to the entrance to the I ten ramp. So uh, again, not headed toward. Towards Navy Federal, but headed uh, towards the other, towards uh, Milton to give you the idea. So not westbound, but eastbound. Caution wherever you are, 437-1620. You can text in those tips. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Into the newsroom now for David Wayne with our headlines. David? FBI now involved in the investigation into the shooting death of a city councilwoman in Sayreville, New Jersey. Authorities in uh, Middlesex County say so far... Uh, They don't know much about the killing of Eunice Downforce. She was found shot to death in her vehicle Wednesday. The makers of a brand of artificial tears eye drops are now recalling their product over potentially serious bacterial infections. Global Pharma Healthcare says their Esricare eye drops have been linked to bacteria that have caused permanent vision loss and even one death due to an infection. There have been 55 cases in 12 states so far. And the Powerball jackpot keeps growing. It's up to $700 million for tomorrow night's drawing, sixth largest in the history of the game. All right. Thanks so much, David. 828 here on News Radio 92.3, informative. Local, dependable. I saw this story yesterday, and it's actually this is one that like my my son who plays a lot of uh, video games, particularly War Thunder, which is a super hyper realistic military game with tanks and jets and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and he tipped me off for this, but I, I looked up this story. It's fascinating. So this this particular game, War Thunder, where there's like you can have all eras of tanks and planes, you know, going back to World War II and on through today. Um, people get into discussions online about how accurate they are or not. And one of the problems that this platform has had is that people who have access to technical specifications for some of the military hardware used in the game have been publishing the classified documents in an effort to prove to other people they're arguing with that they're right or wrong. And also in an effort, the players, in in order to try to get the behavior of the hardware in the game to be even more realistic than it already is. And so as a response, this has now happened um, twice, I guess, this week, Uh, one having to do with military documents related to the F-16. That's the newest one that they've released in the game uh, to try to win an argument. It is so too realistic. Look at this document that I'm sharing with you in violation of federal law. And then also there's a dozen systems manuals for the F-15, which isn't even available on the platform yet. Um, details have not, you know, they're not really sharing a lot of the, but basically one of the people who handles a content moderation, a content forum about this, he's like, if any of you idiots leak any ex, uh, export restricted or classified documents in this subreddit, I will personally shut the place down for a week and make the person responsible think long and hard about their life choices. Well, stern words on Reddit. Um, anyway, it's a video game. Stop committing federal crimes over the internet arguments about it. Interestingly, the game designer, um, Gaijin, they're, um, they're like... When this has happened before, they have specifically avoided fixing the platform in order to accommodate the... Because they don't want to reward people for leaking classified documents in order to win arguments about a video game. It's a weird story. David, what do you have coming up, sir? Uh, uh, contractor Jesse Lacoste is going to sit in jail while he waits to be extradited. More after Fox. Fox News. 
Bruce, and I'm Chris Foster. It's a really strong monthly jobs report from the Labor Department. 517,000 jobs created. That's nearly triple what most economists expected. The unemployment rate's down to 3.4 percent, the lowest since 1969. Labor force participation rate 62.4, uh, which is uh, a little bit better than we saw the month before. Average hourly earnings, all private workers. 0.3%. That was in line with expectations. Cheryl Cassoni with Fox Business. China's foreign ministry says a Chinese balloon spotted over the U.S. is for meteorological and other scientific research. The Pentagon says it's for surveillance. The balloon has been floating over sparsely populated areas of Montana, and we've been told that there have been discussions both here at the White House and across the river at the Pentagon about potentially shooting it down, but military experts reportedly warning against the idea over concerns about falling debris. Fox's Mark Meredith at the White House. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 831 at News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is partly cloudy and 51 degrees in Pensacola. Well, if it were up to Congressman Matt Gates, the ATF would be a thing of the past. This pistol brace rule will fail for the same reason the bump stock rule failed. The ATF does not have the authority to create federal law. Nobody voted for the ATF, though I know a lot of people who would vote against them if they could. And Gates was speaking on the House floor this week. He took issue with the recent announcement that the ATF will be treating pistols with stabilizing accessories the same way they do short-barreled rifles. You'd have to have a federal license to own one. Gates uh, asked his fellow representatives to support a bill to abolish the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. An Escambia County man now facing charges after allegedly shooting at an Escambia County SWAT team deputy this week. That incident happened at a home in the 5900 block of Strickland Place. According to an arrest report, deputies were called by 30-year-old Kevin Badgett's roommate. said he had a gun and was threatening to harm himself. When deputies responded to the home, they heard several gunshots inside, and they say he fired shots at a deputy. The SWAT team able to arrest Badgett without further incident after using a chemical agent. He's now charged with aggravated assault, an aggravated battery on an officer, and a weapons offense being held at the Escambia County Jail on $40,000 bond. Pensacola contractor Jesse Lacoste will have to stay in jail as he awaits extradition to Okaloosa County on a larceny charge. We get more from News Radio's Joe Ford. He's now facing larceny charges in Escambia, Santa Rosa, and Okaloosa counties. Channel 3 reports that he appeared in court yesterday afternoon before an Escambia County judge and was denied bond. He's scheduled to appear in Okaloosa County Court on February 10th, so he'll be extradited sometime before then. Lacoste is accused of taking nearly $100,000 after signing a contract to build a $418,000 home in Mary Esther. The property owner alleges the work was never started. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Governor Ron DeSantis and Florida Republicans are pushing a bill to expand the school voucher program from low-income students to all K-12 students across the state. While the Florida House lists the fiscal impacts as being indeterminate, Education Law Center's Dr. Mary McKillop says she does have some numbers. The total cost for the Florida Empowerment Scholarship in the first year with HB1 at $4 billion in state aid. And currently it costs the state about $1.1 billion to fund the 125,000 students currently receiving vouchers to go to private schools. Adding in new vouchers for current private school students who would become eligible could cost the state another couple billion dollars. And those who support conversion therapy 
have a legal victory now. A federal appeals court yesterday upholding a lower court ruling that overturned a ban on conversion therapy for minors in Tampa. Now, the goal of conversion therapy is to change someone's sexual orientation through counseling. The 11th Circuit of Appeals ruled that banning conversion therapy violates the First Amendment because they say it suppresses free speech. It is 8.35 here at News Radio 92.3, and Candy has a look at our traffic on the fives. And still pretty bad. I-10 eastbound is backed up from the Pine Forest exit. Uh, way back, like It looks like a mile. And again, I'm not sure if it's down to one lane or just a standstill. It's hard to tell, but certainly if you know, let us know. And then an accident at uh, Pine Forest and Nine Mile. That's the closest intersection. Now, the intersection is clear, but Nine Mile is backed up, and that is eastbound as well. 437-1620, if you have a traffic tip, uh, want to report an accident, News Radio 92. 92.3 informative, local, dependable. Small chance of rain throughout the morning hours. Rain chance will come to an end by the time you hit the late morning. We will be seeing temperatures drop after that, high near 59 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures will be getting pretty chilly with a low near 38 degrees. As you go into Saturday, slight little warm-up as we go into the afternoon, high near 60, mostly sunny skies. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 48. This is Brooke Richardson from the First 40 Weather Center. And right now, 51. It's partly cloudy in Pensacola, 52 in Gulf Breeze, 49 in Milton. We all do it. Joining online home improvement groups and saving our favorite kitchens. Thinking, someday. But a kitchen remodel seems too expensive and time-consuming, right? Actually, you'd be surprised at how affordable and efficient it can be. And with Home Outlet, you have access to the largest selection of in-stock cabinets, plus completely free kitchen planning services. Let the experienced designers at Home Outlet help you turn Sunday into today. Visit your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet to get started. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Your money now. The Dow down 133.09 today at 33.92085. The S&P down 36.66 at 4143.10. And uh, the NASDAQ, that's down 191.67 this morning at 12,915. January's jobs report passed expectations. There were 517,000 jobs that were created last month. Economists were only looking for 187,000. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy rejecting Democrats' push for a uh, debt ceiling increase. 74% of Americans believe there has to be some savings in what we're spending. We're at 120% of GDP, meaning our debt is larger than our economy. And McCarthy says he won't pass an increase without spending reform. He plans to meet with the president to find ways to make spending cuts. Disney opening a new restaurant. Disney World recently announced the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue opening next month at uh, their Hollywood studios. And they say it'll be the first Toy Story themed restaurant in the world. It's 837 at News Radio 923. Your next news at 9. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 923. Now it's time to play which host did this? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was born in Utah. Who is it? 
Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Everybody jump, 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 jump. I said a hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, hip, hop, you don't stop. Rap, 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 rap it up. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big circle up. Okay, you know what, wrap up the circle thing, come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Wrap it up. That's a wrap. Time to have a couple of friends here in studio with me as we talk about various news items from the week. Today, we've got uh, former Scammy County Sheriff's Office uh, deputy and also longtime civil rights advocate uh, and activist Ellison Bennett. Good morning. And, uh, and Jeremy Evans, former, I always forget, chair of the, tell me. Um, Currently the treasurer of the state Republican Party. Thank you. We have elections in a couple weeks. It may change. Oh, so. oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Good enough. Uh, so uh, we have a couple of folks here in, in uh, the studio to talk about different things. One thing I want to talk with you guys about, obviously the uh, we have the we have the sort of the national version of this um, in, in in one sense with the horrible events in Memphis and Tyree Nichols. And then locally, um, not the same story at all because we're not talking about cop misbehavior, but we've had these shootings, these you know terrible spate of shootings and of course the sheriff's office is investigating working on we finally arrested somebody yesterday in connection with that um so that's a good news update of sorts let's start with that uh ellison once again we see this rash of what seemed to be you know revenge based shootings in pensacola what's going on here well you have a lot of young people that have no respect for life itself Mm -hmm. And they feel that the only way you can resolve a issue is by violence. Um, I want every minister in Escambia County, I said this before, go to a five-block radius around your church and go out there and minister to those people because you can have meetings. They're not coming to you. You got to go to where the problem is. Um, the violence needs to stop, I, I believe. Uh, the guys that's doing these murders and these shootings should be prosecuted to the letter of the law. Is there a, I'm always looking for a solution, yes. right? And I love your advice about, you know, get out and go door to door. If you're a minister, get out and meet people and learn who Absolutely. they are and talk to them. And don't just talk to mom and dad, talk to the kids and talk, you know, all, all, all of that. Uh, Cause you know, you already know they're not coming to you necessarily. So go out to them. And, and, Look, uh, you know, I'm not a young, minority, poor teenager involved in gun violence. I know, you know, there's a lot of demographic and experiential differences between Absolutely. me and them. What's missing for them? What or what 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 is the thing that can be done, maybe not necessarily for the ones who are involved now, but for the for these guys say 10 years ago. You know what I mean? What what's yeah. what ingredient is missing in the citizens well, production pipeline if you will for them? I know for a fact that you have to have a parental involvement. You have to have some type of base foundation. With myself, I came up in a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was in the Navy. He was deployed most of the time. Uh, but I went to church, mm-hmm. and that was a base. Uh, we need more mentors in our community that get to these young men at an early age. And some someone asked, what is the early age? Six, seven, eight years old, when they their mind is still developing, and and tell them 
listen, you can be a positive, productive citizen. And and that's where it got to start at an early age. Jeremy, thoughts? So I think that the in the political world, the sheriff's running for sheriff again. The first thing people talk to when they talk about the sheriffs, they talk about crime rates. Right. The reality is the sheriff doesn't have a lot to do with the crime rates. What right. the sheriff can do and what the sheriff should be doing is uh, – how many people will talk to the sheriff's office? What relationships has the sheriff and his team developed in some of these communities that when something happens and they go knock on the door, somebody answers it and somebody communicates to them as opposed to, you know, that kind of sometimes you get silence that comes back because there's just not a lack of there's there's a lack of trust there. And then secondly, I think something that you've talked about earlier this week, I am a, a big proponent of vouchers, mm-hmm. comma, however. I do think that you have to solve the issue of how do you not allow the, the, the students who are low income, maybe don't have transportation to get from where they are to a different school. And what you end up with is, is people have, who have means mm-hmm. can get out of their school to a better school. And then you just have schools that are left with not much money because people didn't choose to go there right. and not much opportunity, which we kind of see at the moment. And I think that when you talk about crime rates, you should be talking more about schools and you talk about sheriff's deputies because that's where things, that's where opportunity, hope and all that stuff starts. And you see in our community and some of our uh, rougher neighborhoods, the schools in those communities aren't, aren't great. One was shut down right. and I, they, we're going to be reopened by a magnet school, but then that has some problems with it. And and how do we solve that? That's the problem, in my opinion, when you start when you talk about crime rates, as opposed to talking about how many sheriff's deputies are that are on the street. Yeah, and this issue of uh, school choice, which, as you know, I'm a big advocate for, uh, the argument that sometimes gets made in defense of the public school system is you're going to take the better kids out, and then what's going to happen to those schools when only the the Kids who either you know don't have the money can't get out. You're you're leaving essentially the the most challenging or challenged ones behind. And you know I've always taken the the, the view that I don't know that I can hold back the one yeah. who can leave for the benefit of the others. But the argument is fair that what you have left behind is you know fa- the the DNF schools become even worse and you know implode basically if uh, if you can get some of the kids out so you know how do we solve for that problem I mean, but yeah I think, that, I think that technology in the future is wide open you know it it may be five years from now or less that self-driving autonomous vehicles are able to get students from low cost from point A to point B for the transportation, for the transportation slice right. issue in which you really are able to give people full access and full opportunity. Uh, and I think Escambia County, you know, I think this is not what I hear from everybody. Elementary school is pretty good. High school is pretty good. Middle school is not great. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece here in Escambia County, I think that has to be fixed. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. It is The Wrap. We're talking with uh, Ellison Bennett and uh, Jeremy Evans. We'll come back and talk about uh, policing and race, some of the stuff that we've seen out of Memphis, of course, related to that. If you are a small business owner and you have employees and you're trying to think about payroll and benefits and human resources management and all that, and you don't have a good grip on it or you feel like maybe just it'd be nice to have somebody else handle that for you to make sure you're doing the best for your employees, listen, that's why you call Torgerson 
Jackson Causey. They are a wonderful local employee benefits agency. They've been around for more than two decades, and we've been using them here for, I think, about five years, four or five years, something like that, and they're fantastic. Um, and basically, every time we call them, they have an answer. If they don't immediately have it, they will get right back to us, and uh, they gave us options we didn't have before. So they're wonderful. News Radio and Cat Country, we've been using them, like I said, for several years. So get a free, no-obligation review of what you're doing right now. Find out if they can maybe improve it for you or just make it simpler. 433-9996. Check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. And taking a look at our traffic, it looks like Nine Mile Road showing another accident. This is uh, one of the entrances into Navy Federal, Navy Federal Way, West Nine Mile and Navy Federal. Not showing a roadblock there, showing a... It looks like it is down to one lane at Nine Mile and Pine Forest. That's the intersection. The intersection's clear. Nine Mile is backed up. That's also eastbound. An accident at I-10 eastbound at mile marker 5, the turnoff to Nine Mile, and then another accident that we've been watching, I-10 eastbound mile marker 7. Now, that eastbound, I-10 eastbound, is down to one lane. Certainly, if you see an accident, let us know, 437-1620. If you have traffic tips, Uh, this is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Uh, They've been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more at research, education, and support at Crohn's Colitis Foundation.org. What's fun and happening in Pensacola? You'll find out as the City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation Department talks about it here, Pensacola Expert Panel. Join us each month as we detail what's going on in your resource centers, parks, recreation programs, and the Community Maritime Park. It's a great month to get out and play, Pensacola. Tune in this morning at 9.30. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better? Or create something new. Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877 Ask Dell. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi, afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. You can't cancel us. We're on public access. Welcome back. 848 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And uh, we've got Ellison Bennett here in studio and Jeremy Evans here in studio for the wrap, talking about, you know, all the things that have gone on this week. And um, we haven't talked yet, and I want to talk about, uh, Ellison, you and I have talked about this a little bit on the air, but uh, the events in Memphis, the overwhelming evaluation from law enforcement folks uh, that I have talked to is um, whatever was going on there, it wasn't law enforcement. Right. That That's just... Whatever, we don't really know the explanation, if there even is one, but whatever was happening there was not law enforcement. It was certainly criminal activity. That's obvious just from watching the video. But the the question that I had, that this had kind of come up in conversation, is the question of black cops and their relationship to the black communities that they are you know, often tasked with policing – and you were. I mean, you worked in, yes. in Haines City. Uh, yes. You were um, you were sheriff's deputy here. Yes. And so you have direct experience in this. We sometimes hear that it is harder for black officers to police because they're distrusted more. Uh, sometimes hear that it's easier because they look like the community they're policing. Uh, we sometimes hear that um, they over-police in order to prove to the white 
cops that they're on board on the right? I mean, there's all of these questions, and I don't know. You have personal experience. You tell me. Well, first of all, those five officers or seven should not be allowed to serve as police officers ever again. Uh, They committed a criminal act. So the crime in Memphis in a certain area was so severe, they say, well, let's form a task force and name it Scopinia. Well, you cannot lose sight of the oath you took to serve and protect. So these guys feel like we can go into a neighborhood and do anything we want. We got a badge and a gun, and and the system is going to support us. They, the fine line between being an officer and a criminal, they crossed that line. Mm -hmm. They did a criminal act. Um, so somebody, one of those officers, should have said, hey, we're not going to do this. And that did not happen. Yeah, there was, a, I mean, it's it's a horrible sequence of video to watch. Because yes, you, you, you see, and it wasn't just like one thing that went yeah. wrong. It was, oh, well, that is a crime. And then you'd have a little bit of time. And that is a whole nother crime. And then you have a little bit of time. You're like, oh, my God, again. with You know, like nobody took any of the off-ramps. Uh, you know, to whatever degree they had training, they certainly did not follow it, or it was atrocious if, you know, they were honoring their training. Jeremy, when you you saw that video, you've heard people talk about this. Your thoughts? Um, I mean, I think there's a couple things. I think one is uh, anytime you talk about any group of people and you say – this this whole group is this this whole group is this is flawed thinking right they are good they are bad there's positive there's negative within every group of people um i think earlier we were talking about in general the uh the lack of respect for life that that exists throughout many aspects of our community i think that makes it i'm not what the five officers i'm not defending the five officers i just would not want to be a police officer in a lot of the country in just in general right now because you never know what's coming at you i think the thing that is um my feeling as you saw the protests and and things that have happened over the past five to six years the protests were um the 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 match was what happened the explosion was the lack of accountability Mm -hmm. to what happened and in this situation there was the immediate accountability and but i think people have asked the question is the immediate accountability because we've gotten to the place that we're going to place accountability on officers or is this a situation that we place accountability because they were african-american officers yeah and i think that that is a question that i have heard that i don't know that i my belief is that we were holding people accountable to what happened regardless of the color of their skin i'm not in the the da's office and the people are making those decisions um but i think that that in this situation what may have calmed some of the, the the protests have been civil have been relatively peaceful is because accountability was had in this situation and it was quick and swift right uh you know we'll remain to see what happens as these people get their you know proper trials as but we go there, through the, the process right the, that there was immediate accountability Ab- absolutely uh ellison i, I kind of want to ask you again because i maybe didn't uh, i wasn't as clear of my question but i was I've, I've been curious i've been wanting to ask you this specifically is when you were a cop, yes. did you find that it was a barrier, the fact that you were black, or did you find that that was an advantage, the fact that you were black, in dealing particularly in, 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 with, in with some criminals cases, among the black community? It was a barrier because I can tell you that uh, in Haines City in the uh, middle 70s, mm-hmm. I, I was told the first day out on the road, 
arrest all the black people you want, but don't arrest a white person. Wow. I looked at my, my sergeant and said, I'm certified by the state of Florida. Yeah. If a person violates the law, I'm going to do my job. Uh, I decided to run for the city council, and I, I won. <laughs> Good for <laughs> you, then, right? So I had more influence over the city police department. But let me say this. And, and Jeremy, you got good and bad people in life itself. Just because a person put on a uniform and a badge don't make them a good person. It has to be in their heart. In the beginning, I'm going to go there and do a professional job and do it to the best of my ability. Now, addressing whether the five officers was white or black, it hurts me more because I've seen racism and hatred and bigotry firsthand in my life. And for these guys to say, it's okay, after you tase this guy and, and pepper sprayed him, get up, show me your hands. My God, he's on the ground. He's bleeding on the inside. He could not do this. I'm glad the chief of police was very swift, and, and, and whether they were white, black, Mexican, or whatever, they violated the law. And that's what we need, swift action. And I agree that that's why you didn't have mass riots in Memphis. Yeah, most definitely. 855 on News Radio 92.3. It's The Wrap. We're talking with Jeremy Evans and Ellison Bennett. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, Watching a few areas of concern. We've been watching this all morning. I-10 eastbound at mile marker 7 and mile marker 5, showing two vehicle crashes, and it is backed up. The closest intersection, although, again, the intersection is clear, is 9 Mile and Pine Forest, although 9 Mile is backed up to Navy Federal. And another accident at Navy Federal Way and 9 Mile. Pine Forest and Sweetheart Lane in Pensacola showing an accident with uh, no roadblock this morning. And then Highway 90 uh, in Milton, the bridge. I am showing a roadblock there, and that is eastbound as you're making your way into Pensacola. Uh, certainly, if you know different, you see something, uh, let us know. 437-1620. Contexting your traffic tips. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. You know, if you're uh, getting ready to buy a used vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. It's a great place to buy good quality cars that are a year, two, three years old, low mileage, great prices, great condition, but also a great place to sell good quality used cars. I mean, think about it. If people need to buy the cars, they buy 100, 150, 200 of them a month. Well, they also have to buy cars in order to replace their inventory. They do it from lease programs. They do it from auctions. That's where our car actually came from, an auction in Orlando that we bought our Honda Odyssey. But the point is they need inventory. So if you have a good quality used car that you're trying to figure out what you want to do with it and you want to sell it instead of trading it in, uh, instead of selling it yourself online and going through all of the fun that it is (laughs) to try to sell a car yourself and all of the stress that that can bring. Uh, just go to Frontier. In about 15 minutes, I'll give you a price. I'll offer you a check, and you know that'll be it. Or if you think you want to do a little bit better than that, they can do consignment sales for you too. No problem. Whatever you want to do, Frontier Motors is a great place to buy or sell good quality used vehicles. For more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway, be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. 8:57 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, we always run out of time so quickly, um, but I did want to get just a quick uh, question for both of you. Permitless carry, permitless concealed carry, which is not open carrying of handguns, but concealed carry of handguns without having to get a government license. Alabama already has this the law. About half the states actually already have this as the law. Florida is almost certainly going to pass this law. It was just unveiled this week, the bill. Uh, your thoughts about having people carrying without permits, Jeremy? I I don't think that there's any significant data throughout the rest of the country where they have it to show that those citizens, there's increased crime rates, increased shootings. If anything, it's maybe decreased. And so I think that there's nothing in the data throughout the rest of the country to suggest that it's anything for us to worry about for citizens to carry guns 
you know, legally concealed. Right now we have permitless carry. I would assume Right now we have permit carry. Permit permit yep. carry. Right now we have permit carry. My assumption would be most of the people who are I don't think going to permitless carry is going to dramatically increase the number of people who are concealed carrying their weapons here in the state of Florida, regardless of whether or not they have a permit or not. Yeah, to, to me it's more accelerating the time scale. Yeah. They can do it immediately if they want to. Ellison? I, I would like to see some age limit uh, on oh, it. Still, still you I, have to be 21. I, I, I wouldn't like to see a 16 year old yeah which you can't right carrying you know, I mean come on uh but we have to have accountability uh what is a person's mental state of mind that can conceal or open carry go to a local store get in an argument with someone and then pull out his weapon and fire we we, we just have to have accountability who's carrying these weapons and what are they intent? Well, and that's you know that's kind of the argument for the permit is that you have training, you have registration, you have background checks, and all of that, uh, and you know that's kind of the conversation. Last thing, Jeremy, I would be remiss if I didn't say I know you're a big Eagles fan. You happy? I am, I am ecstatic. Uh, Ellison Bennett, you are a uh, Bengals fan. You uh, you think the Eagles? I love are win? Joe Burrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow is fun. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I I've watched this guy play. No, he's I know good. Story, he's fun. But, uh, I, I really like to see for. The hey, that's it. That's it for the wrap. Jeremy Listen Ellison, thank you so 92.3, much. 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. A benefit concert and fundraiser is scheduled for an Escambia County deputy that was killed in a DUI crash last fall. Also, the world's largest Triceratops is at a museum here in Florida. We'll tell you where right after this update from Fox News.